Good day to everybody. This is Zachary Kameen, Curious Christian, and these are Curious Conversations. This morning, I am talking to you in the comfort of my car driving to work, and that's pretty fantastic. Uh, As you guys know from my previous podcast, I normally... And I stress normally, uh, ride my bike. Uh, But today, I get to drive, which is pretty fantastic, because it's cold outside. And with that, it allows me to kind of put focus on... this podcast a bit. I don't know, actually. Do I think that it's better for me to ride my bike or drive? Well, I've never crashed my bike in anybody, but I have gotten to a car accident before. It's pretty terrifying. Uh, That being said, I have far less scary situations, or at least I don't feel scared as much. I feel safer in the car. But driving to work instead of riding my bike to work has one negative effect that cannot be overlooked, which is that this podcast will be much shorter than the other podcasts that I do, that I have done, because it's going to take me a much shorter time to get to work. And since I usually do a podcast whilst heading to work and then turn it off when I finally get to work, uh, this is going to be a relatively short podcast. Uh, So um, everything's going to be brief, which means it should encourage you to take the time to go onto Twitter uh, and look me up at Zachary Kameen or email me at uh, yahoo dot, or at Zachary Kameen at yahoo.com so my first and last name or just find me on Facebook at Zachary Kameen I don't have a Facebook page on there because I'm not popular enough to really care about that uh, so the, the bright side of that is if you are a fan now you will be the first fans the very first fans um, of this podcast which is pretty great uh, as far as I'm concerned uh, some up, some uh, quick uh, statements, or not statements, but some information for you. Uh, this Saturday, I, <clears throat> Lord willing, will be doing an interview with uh, State Rep. Jewel Jones. Uh, the reason why I say that is because I asked him and he said that it will work. Uh, so tentatively... Uh, I don't see why not. Me and him are going to be in the same place for the, for a solid eight hours. So, because me and him are both in the National Guard, uh, not only just in the National Guard, but we're also in the same uh, unit in the National Guard. Uh, so, shout out to Jewel Jones. Shout out to those who live in Westland and Inkster area. Uh, Jewel Jones, I'm proud of him for winning the election by a landslide, in my opinion. Um, I don't see 
how you could call it anything other than a landslide uh, race. I get pretty frustrated with, or got pretty frustrated with uh, the news on radio talk news, especially. And it wasn't it wasn't right wing talk news. It was actually Democrat left wing uh, talk news that were uh, kind of belittling Jewel Jones. Uh, and we'll talk about um, why he might what his theories of why it is that people in his own party aren't the biggest fan of him, even though his constituents are a big fan of him. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, but past the updates, uh, we're going to move on to a tender subject. We're going to talk about uh, the relationship between American history and uh, Christian history and how they fit together. So in this segment, we're going to talk about uh, Christian uh, history and then the closer look of uh, American uh, aspects of uh, church history or Christian history um, in this recent uh, part of church history, closer in. Often enough, uh, the claims of the world, the claims of right and left, uh, black and white, um, all the peoples who are unbelievers, and even some people who are believers, is that Christianity is evil because look at American slavery. And then I look at American slavery and say, how does this prove Christianity is evil? like, well, because they were Christians who uh, had slavery. To which I would suggest, okay, but in non-Christian nations right now, they have slavery. There are 23 million slaves that we know of in the world. Uh, Almost all of them the ones that are public, the ones that are out in the open and whatnot, are in non-Christian nations. Uh, the, in Christian nations, they're slaves uh, of the evil sort, of the, rep- the reprobate sort, uh, the deplorable sort, uh, in uh, Christian nations. But they're underground. They don't talk about it. They just call them porn stars. They don't call them slave or sex slaves anymore. They call them porn stars. Uh, they don't. They call them prostitutes. They call them uh, mandatory strippers. Right? Uh, but I mean, they still exist. But they call call them by other names. They call them prisoners. Uh, we went from mass plantations to mass incarceration. But we live in a secular nation now. Uh, America is a secular secular nation. Uh, the left and the right uh, push this all the all the time that this is not a Christian nation. That America is a secular nation. Well, why was it not a secular nation during uh, the slave period of before in 1860s? Why couldn't we say, well, that was a secular nation enslaving its compadres? Uh, 
the reason why is that doesn't sound very good for secularism. It's easier to throw the bad at Christians. And I will grant you that it was Christians who, uh, the vast majority, were enslaving them. Uh, here is where I have an issue. Uh, one, with the issue with uh, slavery. I guess this is what the podcast will be. It'll be my views on Southern slavery, or American slavery, because there were slaves in the North, too. Uh, so, uh, before my opinion, uh, I will say, again, add me on Twitter, or follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, follow me, or email me on emails, because you're going to want to, because you're going to yell at me and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, the Bible teaches slavery, most certainly. And in fact, it teaches two kinds of slavery. There is a slavery, there's a form of slavery for believers, those who are part of the church, and there's slavery for those who are outside of the church. Uh, slavery for those inside of the church is, uh, you can enslave your brother or enslave a believer, but only for a short period of time. I think it's seven years. And then you are to let him go. Uh, and so, except if he wants to stay. Right? So, uh, I think the text says in Leviticus, I believe it's Leviticus, uh, that if your slave says... Uh, you know, I love you, I love my wife, I love my children, and I don't want to depart from any of you, then you are to do this ritual where you pierce his ear into the door, and there's to be there for a day to show that he's your slave indefinitely. And somebody may say, well, that's a pretty harsh thing for somebody who wants to stay a slave. Wait, I thought that slavery was bad, so of course it's going to be a harsh thing to, you know, those who want to remain a slave, God's not going to say, throw a party for him. It's like, no, this is not a time of celebration for you to keep yourself in slavery when you have the opportunity for freedom. Uh, Paula talks about this too. When given the opportunity for freedom, you should take it. So, uh, similarly, Christian slaves get the opportunity to be freed and they should take it. If you don't take it, well, that's on you. Uh, for the unbeliever, it is an indefinite, you are to be treated like property, you're to be treated uh, like a third-class citizen type of thing. Uh, you are, all you are is a piece of meat, uh, if you're an unbeliever. Which, the question is like, well, isn't that wrong? It's like, well, no, you should see how unbelievers treat Christian slaves. Uh, to this day. They treat them like meat. They treat them like... And it's whatever. It should encourage you to become a... It encourages the person to become a believer. And then what happens? Well, now you get the opportunity to be free. It's like, well, isn't that manipulation to, uh... All you're doing is joining the church to, uh... Get freedom? I'm like, well... If you can fake being a Christian for seven years and be an up, upstanding uh, church member for seven years, 
so that when the time comes where you are offered your freedom at no charge, you say yes, then <laughs> and I applaud you, by all means, <laughs> get out. Like, And then, you know, revert back to your paganism of sorts uh, when you get out or something. But, I mean, yeah, like, that's seven years where you are a good citizen. I'm not going to pass that up. If it encourages non-believers to act like believers for at least seven years just to be free, how is that a downside? Uh, so, this begs the question of, well, what if you have a abusive slave owner? Well, guess what? The scriptures talk about that too. Uh, if a slave owner abuses his slave, such as to like break his tooth, gouge his eye, do irreversible harm to the slave, as it were, break his arm, what have you, he, uh, the slave owner is to set the slave free at no cost to the slave. He's to be freed on the spot. No questions asked. Uh, this is something that the South, the Southern slavery, had, or these are things that if Southern slavery had incorporated, I would have had no problems with Southern slavery. I will admit that. But, I mean, let's be honest. Who would be against slavery in that sense? I can't imagine anybody would. Uh, let's talk about another thing. What happens if you are uh, at home and a slave runs to your house claiming that they ran their master and, you know, please don't send me back. Uh, you know, and they say, you know, he was abusive, what have you. Uh, whatever the slave's reason, even if it doesn't show that he's broken-armed or anything like that, if he's run away, you are to um, be hospitable to him, let him in, and you are by no means allowed to return him to his master. This is a part of the Constitution that should have never been a part of the Constitution. This is probably the best proof that the Constitution is a non-Christian document because it explicitly says in the Constitution that uh, you are to return slaves to their masters. Uh, free slaves are to return slaves back to the slave states, back to their slave masters. This is wrong. This is evil. And this is unbiblical, un-Christian, anti-Christian, and it should have been burned in hell a long time ago. And I rejoice that we amended that with the Thirteenth Amendment. Uh, my so there are my opinions. There are my scriptures. Uh, I have just arrived at work, so I'm going to let you go now. God bless you guys, and I'll talk to you later.